0: meeting of the Alameda Recreation and Parks Commission. Uh, First order of business is roll call.
1: Yes. Happy New Year. Uh, Commissioner Wynn. Here. Commissioner Robbins. Here. Commissioner Jones. Here. And Happy New Year. Vice Chair Alexander. Here. And Chair Navarro. Here. All present.
0: Yes. All right. Uh, on our agenda, the next item is the approval of the minutes from the December eighth, two 2022 uh, Recreation and Park Commission meeting. Can I get a motion to approve the minutes?
2: I move.
0: Okay. Moved by Commissioner Robbins. Can I get a second, please? I second. Seconded by Commissioner Wynn. Can I get a vote, please?
1: Yes. Uh, Commissioner Wen. Commissioner Robbins. Yes. Commissioner Jones. Yes. Vice Chair
3: Alexander.
4: Yes.
0: And Chair Navarro. Yes.
3: Okay. Uh,
0: Minutes are passed. Uh, We have at this time any written or oral communications on topics not on the agenda for this evening. There is a three minute time limit.
1: not manage uh the pools and, and does not have any control over those operations. Uh as we it, it's under the responsibility of the school district under a joint use agreement. Um, the wrap winter session is underway and we are opening up uh we're increasing numbers at some of our sites uh so that we can get people off the wait list and into the program. So wherever feasible, um you know we have to be aware of capacity, we but we are doing that. Um, the annual hoops shoot uh, funded by the Elks, We the quarterfinals were this past weekend. And um, good news that four of the six winners were Alamedans. Um, that was a, a regional, and now those four will represent Alameda at State Sacramento on February 4th. So that's exciting. And I just thought it'd be nice to, to uh, give their names. Uh, for eight to nine-year-old girls, it's Sophia Mori. For uh, 10 to 11-year-old boys, it's Beckett DeFreitas. For 12 to 13-year-old boys, it's Fletcher Piat. And for 12 to 13-year-old girls, it's Jada Sen-Sue. So big congrats to them. Uh, we're also bringing back, uh, since the post-pandemic, the Junior Warriors basketball program. Uh, and it begins this Saturday on January 14th at Alameda Point Gym. Uh, and that's for kindergartners through fifth grade. It's a great program. Uh, the Underground Teen Center, which is a, a free program for sixth to ninth graders, uh, reopened successfully this fall. Um, We've had quite a few teams dropping by for this free and important resource. Uh, The undergrounds open every day after school, Monday through Friday, and rides can be purchased um, in which, and then staff will transport them from school, the middle schools to the underground. Uh, our special winter special interest classes started this week. We've got a lot of new offerings and returning ones. So, uh, for example, we have a new class called fitness with Harrison on Mondays and Wednesdays, and also due to the pool closures, the snowman family swim was rescheduled. We'll post that to sometime in February when that's uh, rescheduled. Uh, and, and that'll be fun. It's a, a new event with food, games, crafts, and contests. Uh, and we have an annual rose pruning at Lincoln Park at the at the Rose Garden there uh, on Saturday, January 21st from 10 to 1. It's a great way to learn how to prune roses if folks are interested. Um, <clears throat> Mastic Senior Center, they're ser- we're serving an average of 55 to 65 meals every weekday uh, in collaboration with Spectrum. So that's a significantly higher number than it was pre-pandemic, which was closer to 12 to 15 every day. Um also due to the storms there was water damage at mastic at the social hall uh one of the offices and the game room so public works has been diligently addressing it we'll do more work once the storms abate and it dries out a bit. Uh it's not it, it so it's it's not massively significant but it's it's enough that it caused some issues. Um also uh 205 out of 400 which is 56% of our free AC transit bus passes uh, are held by non English speakers. And so our coordinator Kat Caldas has been doing an amazing job and and we now have we have translated documents. um, And she continues to assist individuals in our community that need transportation, sorry, yeah transportation resources, um, as well as I'm working uh, with. Uh, I myself and Dave, who you will meet soon, uh, is working with the city's communications director to identify improved translation services so that we can make it more streamlined and easier for folks. We also at Mastic had a very successful trip on December 6th. Uh, they went to San Francisco to see the holiday lights tour with that was sold out, with 54 participants and 18 on the wait list. So trips, I, I highlight that because we're really, trips were a little more delayed than our classes in coming back from the pandemic. And so um, it was exciting to see that the interest is there. And so um, over this next year, we are really focusing on providing a wide variety of trips and more trips uh, through Mastic Senior Center. For Park Maintenance, I want to give a huge thanks and shout out to all of our Park Maintenance staff. Um, They worked very diligently through these incessant storms um, that that are continuing and not only made sure the parks were safe and clean, uh, but they also put in work to assist public works with sandbags and creating sandbags and putting those out for the public. Um, They're continuing to manage cleanup and preparation for the storms. Due to the storms, we did have some damage in parks. We had three large trees that fell. One was at Woodstock Park, one was Upper Washington Park um, near uh, Central, and one was at the Washington Dog Park. Uh, so, so that was an impact, and those have been handled and taken care of. Uh, we also. At Sweeney Park, uh, took on a project that's now completed to install stairs right next to the slide at Sweeney at the playground. So when you're facing the slide, it's right to the left. Um, We found that kids were really running up and down. It was originally what we call no-mow grass, um, but there was so much traffic up and down it with the kids that it was uh, eroding the hillside. And so these stairs will make it safer for the kids and um, make it easier for us to maintain. Uh, We're also working with the UC Berkeley Haas School of Business um, for a large volunteer planting project at Main Street Linear Park, uh, right near um, Singleton. And park staff will be clearing dead trees and shrubs, bringing in a lot of new dirt that's currently staged there. We'll be potholing holes for the trees to go into. And then we'll be uh, working with that group to plant approximately 40 trees, as well as a number of shrubs that are drought tolerant pollinators. Um, so this is the beginning of a uh, what we're hoping will become a more robust volunteer and parks program. Uh, at Lincoln Park, you'll see that we poured a new concrete pad for bike racks. We're also adding more benches. We've also added uh, bike, more bike racks at Grand Street Boat Ramp. Um, and then other upcoming park projects include replacing the pathway and improving it at Franklin Park. Uh, as well as removing the unsafe tennis court lights. Uh, those have not been in use for well over 15 years and are rested and unsafe, so we're taking those down. Uh, there's also pathway improvement work at Washington Park, and we're resurfacing the Longfellow uh, basketball court and handball court. Uh, lastly, an upcoming project in February, um, the pathway, there's a, a pathway on Fernside right near uh, High Street, and we'll be resurfacing that and some safety improvements in fencing. Um, last few items is that on the February 7th uh, City Council agenda uh, is approval of an agreement with CMG for the DPave Park Master Plan and 30% design documents. You may recall we received an $800,000 grant for this work. Um, from the san francisco bay restoration authority and so you will see and be part of the community engagement process which is anticipated to start in february march so that's exciting um, other community engagement opportunities uh, are also coming up around the urban forest plan so the sustainability manager is leading and then our department and public works um, are are uh, closely working on developing a new urban forest plan um, for both parks and street trees and there'll be a lot of community engagement opportunities on how what people want in alameda for their trees Uh, and so those opportunities are coming up at the boho circle immigrant park grand opening and the storytelling and drumming festival Uh, plus there'll be an online survey and other opportunities Uh, so In terms of upcoming community events, I mentioned the Rose Pruning, the Boho Circle Immigrant Park Grand Opening. I really hope you all can come. I'm really excited about this event. It's Saturday, January 21st. It's fingers crossed looking to be dry uh, from 2 to 4 p.m. We're celebrating. We've been working closely with uh, Boho Circle uh, members, and we will be celebrating Filipino culture with um, Filipino music, as well as performances, music and dance performances by Boho Circle members. Um, plus food such as Olympia, um, DJ, music and information, as well as a ribbon cutting ceremony. Um, And we have some big dignitaries coming who've who've confirmed um, Congresswoman Barbara Lee, uh, Assembly um, uh, Attorney General uh, Rob Bonta, uh, as well as others. So it's going to be a great event. Uh, The Storytelling and Drumming Festival is on Saturday, February 4th from 1pm to 4.30pm at Mastic Senior Center. Um, This is the second. We had one last year. We had several hundred people come to the very first one and everybody loved it. What we heard the most is people would come kind of like, oh, check it out, stay for half an hour, and then they stayed the whole time for three hours. Um, it's, uh, you can discover their storytellers, puppetry, poetry, drumming, and all from around the world. And it's a free event for the entire community. So, uh, I really hope you can stop by. Um, and then we have our family snowball dance party. Uh, this is our, our parent child dance party. Um, that is Friday, February 10th at the Oak club from six to eight 30 PM. And
0: with that, I'm happy to answer any questions. Are any questions for Director Wildridge on her report?
3: No, all right. Thank you very much. Oh, Vice
0: Chair Alexander,
3: I just have a question. It's not about your report, but I was going through um, all of our old agendas and that, and something came to mind. Um, we had a citizen that was going to do pro bono work at Tachenia Park to do the plaque that was going to give um, the history and all that part. What is that? Can you give us an update on that? Sure. Happy to. Um,
1: uh, Yes. And that was Ryan Lalonde, who is now on the school board. Um, And he we are in the very final stretches of that. Um, We had some final tweaks of the text. And uh, I actually am checking in with him soon to confirm that we're good to go and get that over to the printer. Um, So he's been fantastic. He's an incredibly busy person. So sometimes when things are pro bono, it gets uh, you know, other things take priority, but uh, we really appreciate his his work and his efforts. So I'm once we get to that to the printer, to Folger's Graphics, that will it'll take a couple months for them to make it and and fabricate it and then uh, install it.
3: Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Were there any
0: further questions for Director Wildridge? All right, thank you. I have no questions either. Uh. The next item on our agenda are reports from the commissioners. Uh, would anyone like to give their report? All right. Commissioner Robbins,
2: thank you. Since no one raised their hand, I figured I might as well. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, I, I did want to mention the underground um park uh Why am I blanking on the name of it? Um, Here in
0: Alameda?
2: Yeah. The Teen teen Center? Yeah, the Teen Center. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Um, So I have been posting it um, every week um, on our uh, announcements for our students. And our counselors are pushing it um, as well. Um, So I'm hoping. I I had um, at least six students say that they were interested in joining it. Um, I'm wondering, do we need someone to outreach to the different schools to ensure that all the schools are promoting this um, as diligently as Wood is? and if you need a volunteer, I could be that volunteer for you. Yeah,
1: that would be fantastic. Um, I'm happy to connect you by email with Sean Smith, who runs that program. Um, I know it's been working uh, right now majority of our members are from wood. So they're coming. Yes. So it's paying off. Thank you, Eric.
2: Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear you say that, and I'm going to tell the counselors, because counselors think it's a phenomenal um, program, and I, of course, think it's phenomenal.
1: Fantastic. Thank you. So let's connect, and then um, uh, I think if folks at Wood, like you and the counselors, can give us direct connections over at Lincoln, that would be huge.
2: Okay, good, good. So happy to hear that the trips with Mastic have increased so drastically. Um, I've always been a proponent of the bus system, and I'm happy to see that it is something that, um, that we have funded and that it is being used. So I think that's fantastic. Um, I am really glad to hear about, uh, first off, the, the traffic at Sweeney Park for the slide. And, and the fact that the grass was ruined. But that just means that there's a lot of traffic there with kids. So that made me feel uh, good to hear. And what a great um, forward thinking on your part for putting in the steps. Uh, that's fantastic.
1: I will say that is completely park manager Matt Nolan's uh, brainchild. So he he deserves all the credit for it.
2: All right. Kudos to Matt if you're listening. If not, pass it on. Um, I have already RSVP would to the Boho Circle Immigrant Park um opening i think it's going to be a fantastic event i love that park um i just think it's a phenomenal park phenomenal views and so many different interesting things for people to do at that park uh, so i think that's fantastic um <clears throat> because of my illness i haven't been able to get out much um but for the main street linear park i, I know that you and i had a phone um meeting um mm-hmm. during the the um, last month and and I am interested in uh, I'm really happy to hear about the trees is this part of that is it the thousand trees or ten thousand trees program
1: they are um one of the participants but the original um... can't hear you really can you hear me
2: um hold. oh you can all hear her but I can't
1: oh you can't okay. hear me continue. Oh. <laughs> sorry um it, that just that, that it, it's this uc berkeley school uh haas school of business is the driver of that and a, and uh hundred thousand trees as a partner
2: all right i had accidentally pushed the mute button so that's why i couldn't hear you sorry about that all right <laughs> um <clears throat> also i i had um talked with you about an idea of potentially um having um uh maybe art art displays throughout the linear park uh, i'm wondering um is this the now now the time for me to broach that subject with everyone or is it just something you and i should continue to talk through and then we bring it as an agenda item
1: yeah really bringing it as an agenda item would be the best way to do it um what i would need to do is do some work with um the economic development community development staff who staff public art um Uh, There is a public art master plan that will be coming before you soon. So that also, if you wait a little bit, might be a really good place to have that conversation.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Just cue me on when that is, and I'll keep my mouth shut till then.
1: Yeah, I don't know exactly. I'm hoping maybe, probably not in February, but hopefully in March. So fairly soon.
2: Okay. And my one big um, walk so far since the surgery was... Um, down at the Ensignal boat launch ramp and going out towards the USS Hornet. Um, happy to see the um, seals out on the, um, the little dock that we have for them. Um, that was awesome to see in use. And as I went by the campground, um, I was eager to hear an update on um, if there's anything that's been transpired with the campground.
1: So in regards to the campground, if the commis- commission it wants to agendize it and, and direct me to start working on it, um, I'm more than happy to. Um, part of that in whole um, park, prior- park project priority prioritization that we did as a commission um, at the December meeting um, that you may recall the campground was listed as a low priority. So okay. um, by approving that tells Uh, Matt and I to focus on the higher priority things first and get those done first um, before we start addressing the low priorities, but the commission at any time can certainly agendize a topic like the campground and and decide that you want to push it up in the priority.
2: Okay, Um, thank you for the refresher on that. Uh, And that's all I had.
0: Commissioner Wynn. I
5: can go next. Um, I've been spending a lot of time with my dog, who's also a doodle, but it's actually a golden doodle, so not as big as yours. Um, uh, And then we've been walking a lot on the Seaplane Lagoon Promenade. I think it was the first time I saw the the new, like, architecture structure. I, I don't remember what it was called, but I thought it was really cool how we're, like, really getting... Um, more artistics with our parks, because I know Sweeney also had that sculpture that moves around with the rocks. So I I think that that, you know, gives a little bit of a different feel um, to parks that we have. Um, I also got a chance to take um, uh, take her to the Boho Circle Immigrant Park. I hope to go to the grand opening, but it is during the Lunar New Year holiday, so my um, plan is still to be there at least um, just for a little bit of it. Um, I had a question for you, Director Woolridge, in terms of parking for the Bohol Immigrant um, Bohol Circle Immigrant Park. Is it right by that utility thing? I just couldn't tell between that and also the, people, the homeowners that live there because it wasn't a sign or maybe i missed it um in
1: my just visits there that's a really good point i'll check with our um public works trans, uh, transportation engineer to see if a uh, street signage has been put up directing to parking um it is uh, what i think you're referring to there's a big amp substation um that's pulling power under it's where power comes from under the estuary and and has a big fence around it and then there's I want to say I think 19 parking spaces to the east of that to the right of it when you're facing the water. Um, and yes, that is the parking for the park.
5: Okay, that's what I thought, but I just wasn't sure. Um, but it's actually kind of cool how I can actually Google map it for Ball whole circle and it actually maps us there already without the whole naming thing that we have done. So I thought that was really good um, to see and uh, i did have a question on that amp because it was so close well i mean in my opinion closer to the park um where it was built and whatnot and so um i thought that was just um a little interesting to, to see um, and i'm sure if i get a chance to visit during the grand old bay we could talk about that more um and then i got a chance to visit the shoreline park and i think overall i, I just um you know enjoy our walks to, despite the rain a little bit um one question i had for you director woolbridge when we visit the Seaplane lagoon promenade area is there like a um uh, a water fountain for dogs because I when I looked at it and maybe you can check in I'm, I'm sure you don't know right off the top of your head but I wasn't sure if I could if there was one and I was just wondering if, if there will be one in the future um, or how do you guys determine when you would put a um, a dog park water fountain you know in, in your parks but
1: right um, normally um, oh there are uh, Parks Manager Nolan is here, and he mentioned that there are two actually. Um, so, uh, so explore a little bit more. Um, okay. I don't remember off the top of my head exactly where they're located, but um, we have a specification for our drinking fountains that we give when developers build a park like this, um, and it includes a bottle filler, um, an ADA level uh, drinking fountain, and a dog fountain. So, so. In the new parks, um, all should have at least one dog fountain where it has a push button for your foot on the bottom.
5: Okay, great. Yep. Thank you. Um, thank You're you welcome. so much. That's all for me.
4: Right. Commissioner Jones. Thank you. Um, I due to the holidays and the rain. I didn't get to visit parks that much within the last month, but I do have a question about the linear park um so of course that's in my neighborhood so i see that there's a lot of um bark that's being brought in which is great is that coming from our? is it coming from i mean not that it's a you know a big deal it's a great u- reuse of trees um but is that coming from our area trees that have fallen um and uh secondly Uh, Does the, will the park extend to Atlantic? So in other words, there's the section uh, if you're, I guess if you're facing east, we'll say, um, to the left is the, is part of the linear park as well as the right uh, towards Atlantic, correct?
1: Um, I'm trying to figure out what site you're. Um, talking, are you talking about along Ralph
4: Aposado? I'm talking about uh, where uh, maybe I'm um, maybe I'm not sure where the linear park is. I thought, right? So, the
1: so the Ralph Aposado takes you to Main Street, and there's the cross element cross Alameda Trail along Alpazado. right? And then you hit Main Street, and if you you look to your right at that corner of Alpazado and Main, is where the Main Street linear park starts and then it goes from there it's 11 acres along main street and ends at singleton
4: yes okay i see Yes. i'm not sure
1: what pile of um
4: if you're you're at um let's see it would be midway and uh... so we
1: work I'll, i'll just we work we, we coordinate with, um, public works and, and WCA is a city's tree contractor. And so they generally keep the wood chips in town. Um, that's good practice to do, right. um, for, for soil health and for a lot of reasons. Um, and so they'll stage it in different areas and then we'll use some and they'll use some and we use, we don't use it for playgrounds that specialized wood chips, but we use it to mulch around trees and, um, weed suppression and things like that.
0: It. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Sorry about that.
3: All right. Vice Chair Alexander. Thank you. Um, first of all, I would just like to thank Matt Nolan and his staff. I know they've been very, very busy. Um, I really bis been out driving around the parks. We haven't been in them a lot lately, but I did go check out the down tree at Lincoln that they took out and the two trees at Chechenyo. Um, It really opens up that park, gives you a big space there, but um, I don't know if anybody would know that there weren't trees there. They did a great job of um, taking those trees down. Um, A lot of fences up saying field closed for all the reseeding. Um, I see a lot of people still with their dogs out on those fields. I'm sure that's not helpful to the reseeding process, so um, hopefully people will take a little bit more note of that, and I hope that the um, birds that we have here in town are not eating all the seeds on the out of the grass, because that's what I see all the time with the birds out there.
1: It's funny. I've asked that same question about the Canadian uh, geese and I've, I've been told it's not enough to impact the project. That's well, that, that,
3: that's good. I would hate to have, make Matt and his staff go out there and reseed. Um, and basically, that's all I did. I haven't really been to any events. Um, I am planning to go to the Whole circle immigrant park. Um celebration, that sounds like a great time. Um, And just, you know, thanks to staff for everything they've been doing. I did pop by Mastic Center and had a little chat with um, Marcus, just to say hi and see what's going on down there and everything seems, they seem to be happy campers down there. So um, thanks for staff and I look forward to our next meeting.
1: Yeah, uh mckay has been doing a fantastic job at Mastic we're happy he's joined the team. And speaking of parks and storms. Um, I just want to give one more. We've been trying to message through social media, but one more push that when it is actively for all of the community, when it is actively and heavily raining like it has been to please stay out of parks. Um, we strongly recommend people do not walk through parks. Um, And spend time in parks when in big rainstorms like that, because as evidence that we had three trees fall, um, you just never know and for people's safety, they need to stay out of the parks.
3: Maybe uh, director or maybe that's something that you could have the city put out when they do their alerts. Like, you know, you know, please stay out of the parks during this rainstorm. Maybe that would be helpful if they posted that on the web page also.
1: We'll do. Yeah, I'll talk to our public information officer. She started in this very last round of alerts, started adding that. So we'll try and make that more prominent.
2: And also, just so that you know, um, on Instagram, there are a couple different sites. I think it was one of them is Friends of Alameda um, that have been posting out all the road closures, Mm -hmm. all of the city updates for work that's been going on during all of this. Um, so even reaching out to some of the community organizations to have them also, um, post those might be, um, a great way to reach a lot of people because they've got, uh, about 20,000 followers.
0: It's good to know. Thank you. Okay. I'll go last. Uh, since our last meeting, my kids and I have been in a few of the parks where we <laughs> Lincoln Park, that structure is really getting put through its paces. There were a lot of children. Um, and my kids as well enjoy it. Uh, I also had some parents let me know that they really appreciated the, the Winter Wonderland Camp, which is the uh, camps that are held during the school breaks, uh, and they noted that the President's Week camp's already full, and there's not sure they can get into spring break camp. So I think there's a lot of demand. So I'm, I'm happy to see that those are getting used. Um, and I don't know if they are wait lists or if it's kind of, it gets the right capacity, it, like has enough spaces for what the capacity demand is. Um, but the people that told me were very pleased that their child was able to do that because the spring break was 18 days <laughs> this school year, which is longer than most parents are able to take off um, other than that, uh, I haven't been in the parks much because I've been uh, staying inside because of the rain, but I was happy to see uh, through my recent walk through Chochenyo Park that the trees that we planted two years ago are doing really well, including my personal little tree. It's a redwood tree that I helped plant, so I always keep, keep, check, keep checking the progress of those trees to see how they're doing, and they're doing really well. Um, I know that they're not Particularly quick growth trees, so I'm happy to see them filling in a little bit as as they as they can. Even though I know that the magnolias are coming down, so I'm happy to see that there are some trees going in and growing. Um, that's really it for me. I've just, like I said, trying to stay inside while it's been raining. Uh, Commissioner Robbins,
2: um, the Instagram site is Love Our Island. They have over six thousand followers. Um, and I just know they they've done a phenomenal job of telling us about street outages, flooding, um, where crews have been out during the whole time. So um, they might be a good resource to also have include uh, that info. Uh, Vice Chair
3: Alexander. I'm sorry, I have a quick question. Um, All this talk with Linear Park and all of the um, planning that's going to be there, are we going to have a chance to maybe add some other things to that park? Will that come up as something for a redesign? Or I know there's been some ideas of a volleyball net down there and some other things. So we have a chance to have some input to that. Do we need to make that as an agenda item?
1: Um, we can certainly make that agenda item it's not currently on with all of our other projects it's not currently on our radar to do a community input process to add more amenities to that park but um uh, i am bringing to you next month the um budget uh what my draft budget is for operations and for um projects and so it's certainly a good time to think to talk about it
0: okay thank you Uh, the next item on our agenda is item number 6A, which is the introduction of David Lime Cedar Yes, creation services manager. Let me
1: promote him. Yes, thank you. And then I'll give a quick introduction. All right, Dave, are you there?
6: There he is. I am here. Can everyone hear me okay? Yes.
1: yes.
0: Can Thank I interject? You. Can I interject? Did I pronounce that correctly?
6: You pronounced it perfectly. I've had it butchered my entire life, so I okay. appreciate that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, um, I'm pleased to um introduce Dave. He is uh so as you all know, this is a brand new position for us, Recreation Services Manager position. This position lives uh, between me and the uh, the, the other managers, the, rec- the recreation manager, Mastic recreation manager and uh, parks manager, and Dave already has a, a number of projects I've given him on his his task list. And we can certainly talk more about that and what we're envisioning for um, him in the position since it's new. And he also will be supervising all of our administrative staff, which they really deserve that support. Uh, that's all our front office staff and our ministry administrative services coordinator. Dave comes to us with a ton of experience um, uh, through the various boys and girls clubs from UC Berkeley um, Recreation. And so he'll talk more about that, I'm sure. But um, I just want to give him a warm welcome. He's he's jumped right in, which I really appreciate. I, I brought him straight into all our budget meetings, and he's um, really engaged. So with that, I want to introduce Dave.
6: Thanks, Amy. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. Um, again, you know, I know that you know. Over time, we'll have a chance to go ahead and meet every one of every one of you, and hopefully, we'll get the chance to connect more. But again, I wanted to go ahead and take an opportunity to introduce myself to all of you. Uh, it is tr- again truly a pleasure to be joining the Alameda community. Um, as Amy said, I've spent over 20 years working in recreation from my earliest experiences coming out of high school, um, working in rec department to moving the way, my way up through after school programs, having the chance to work in regional recreation centers. Uh, I'm originally from Tucson, Arizona. I worked with the uh, city of Tucson Parks and Recreation Department, so I've worked in major municipal recreation departments uh, that led my way to Salt Lake City, where I had a chance to go ahead and work with boys and girls clubs in Salt Lake, as well as several other municipal uh, municipal organizations that we partnered with um, over the course of about five or six years. I relocated to accept a job as director of operations for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Contra Costa County about five years ago. Um, about a year and a half after I started that position, an opportunity came up for me to go ahead and move over to UC Berkeley to run their youth programs and youth camps uh, for the rec department up there. And that's where I spent the last uh, about three, almost three and a half years uh, before this opportunity came, came about. And in, in any case, I've had an opportunity to really work with a lot of different communities and work in recreation with a lot of different groups. Uh, I've had a lot of experience in therapeutics a heck of a lot of experience working with youth programs and families, and really a great opportunity to come into Alameda. And what I think is a really exciting time, I think there's an exciting opportunity for reinvention, for some growth, and just a lot of really cool opportunities. And so I'm excited for that, and being able to jump right in. And, you know, it's been really a pleasure. And so again, as I said before, look forward to meeting and getting a chance to work with all of you. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to introduce myself this evening
0: welcome we're really glad you're here um look forward to working with you in the future and uh you know i speak on behalf of the other commissioners you know feel free to reach out if you want to be in touch (laughs) we're in the parks a lot did anybody have any questions or comments other commissioners commissioner win
5: I just want to say welcome. Sad loss from my alma mater Berkeley, but I'm glad you're part of our community now and excited to to work with you. And so welcome to the team.
0: Uh, Vice Chair Alexander.
3: I would like to say welcome to you, David. Um, Alameda is a great community. I was born and raised here. I've been working with the rec department. I started 50 years ago when I got out of high school as a park director. And here I am still. So um, it's a great group to work with, and I look forward to meeting with you. And next time I de- bring treats up to the rec department I will bring you your own special ones.
6: Sounds great.
1: Dave is a baker also, he uh, brought all of us banana bread. So
3: between Dave and you, Adrian, we will be well fed. Well, I'm looking forward to baking again. You no, know, the rules were no baking. So we had to look for different ways. So, all right. <laughs> And I'll
1: just mention a couple highlight projects that, that Dave will be working on early on. One is uh, that I mentioned earlier is to develop our volunteer and parks program. And so that will be on his plate as well as um, project managing the skate park expansion expansion project that you're all, all well aware of. So he'll be working on that as well. Yeah. Great.
0: Well, thank you. Welcome. Uh, The next item on our agenda is 6B, which is approve the City of Alameda Transportation Program plan for seniors and people with disabilities for the coming fiscal year 2023-2024. Amy, did you want to
1: introduce? I would like to introduce Catherine Caldas. She is coming in. She has two names on here, so I want to make sure I get the right one. There we are. Hi, Kat.
7: Hello, thank you very much. Um, Good evening, Honorable Chair Navarro, Vice Chair Alexander and members of the Recreation and Park Commission. I'm Katherine Caldas, Paratransit Coordinator for the City of Alameda and I'm here with Gail Payne tonight, the Senior Transportation Coordinator. We're here tonight, as you mentioned, to, for the approval of the City of Alameda Transportation Program Plan for Seniors and People with Disabilities for the Fiscal Year 2023-24.
1: Yeah, do you with want me my, to,
7: I'm sorry, do you want me to start the
1: presentation? I haven't started yet. Yes, that would okay. be fine. Thank sorry. you, sorry. <laughs> no worries, just checking. Let me get that going real quick. Okay, back to you. Okay,
7: with Measures BB funding and countywide transportation sales tax, the city provides supplemental transportation services for seniors and persons with disabilities beyond the mandated service of East Bay Paratransit. Alameda CTC, which administers these funds, requires that each jurisdiction in the county provide an annual program plan. City staff have traditionally bought the draft to four commissions before submitting for approval to the Alameda CTC. Slide. One moment now, I got to do it. Tonight, we'll review the programs for the fiscal year 2022-23, as well as the recommendations and budget for our planning process of fiscal year 2023-24. Slide. In 2023, we started two new three-year pilot programs the Free Alameda AC Transit Bus Pass Program and the Alameda Independent Mobility or AIM Program. We also discontinued the Alameda Loop Shuttle. Slide. Service for the Alameda Loop Shuttle was discontinued on June 30th, 2022 for low ridership. Staff took the following steps to inform shuttle users of the elimination before and after the City Council approval on April 5th, 2022. In January 2022, flyers were placed in the shuttles at the Mastic Senior Center in the libraries, was available online, and also had a QR code so that they could be download the dates, times of the commission meetings, and options for the shuttle riders. I also included an outgoing message on my voicemail, and I addressed all questions and concerns both in person. Via email and on the phone, as well as meeting with residents of the Waters Edge Lodge, and I rode the shuttle myself. Information was discussed in our travel training programs, and we contracted with a vendor to provide shuttle service, shuttle sign pole, and schedule removal before the shuttle service was discontinued. Slide. The Alameda Free AC Transit bus pro bus pass program is in its first year of a three-year pilot program. Partnering with AC Transit to create a pay-as-you-go model not only increases the number of residents on our fixed route transit, but also puts accessibility to buses in the hands of more senior residents and people with disabilities. In January, 2020, the city provided 62 free bus passes to low-income Mastic Senior Center members. Sorry, that's a mouthful. As of January 31st, 2022, more than 400 passes have been issued, which include the 62 original passes through the Mastic Center. The average ride costs $1.29, which is free to the user. Slide. The Alameda Loop Shuttle ran three days a week between the hours of 8 30 and 4. Currently, 40% of the rides taken by our pass holders are either before or after the hours of the shuttle, and in addition, they can now travel on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. To date, over 21,000 rides have been taken. Pass holders have access to transportation 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Slide. 102 out of 159 respondents to our annual survey reported riding AC Transit. On a scale of one to five, five being extremely satisfied the average satisfaction rate was 3.87 65 percent rated their service at a four or greater love the freedom the past gives me i can go out more frequently without worrying about how much money i have on my clipper card this is given what i call what i call the three w's of transit freedom freedom of when you travel where you travel and what you have to pay to travel. Slide. This kind of freedom was not available to shuttle riders. Currently, there's an average of over 3,100 rides taken monthly. In December 22, 199 unique riders took over 5,900 rides using the Alameda Free Bus Pass program. Our target is 10,000 rides per month contrast this with 1323 boardings for the alameda free loop shuttle in april of 2019 that was their highest ridership month we recommend to continue with the three-year pilot program for the alameda free ac transit bus pass program as well as to continue funding passes for the alameda point collaborative 167 units slide aim the Alameda Independent Mobility Program has just completed the first of a three-year pilot program that launched in November, 2021. It provides five subsidized on-demand rides, each residents who are fully enrolled in East Bay Paratransit. The program currently has 90 residents enrolled, exceeding our target of 80 participants. As of December 31st, 2022, the program has provided 525 rides, which averages 48 rides per month. The general trend of rides is increasing, with a steady increase in the number of unique riders each month. Slide. The AIM participant is an especially vulnerable population. As a result, they were quick to sign up for the AIM program, but they've been more cautious using public transportation. I've reached out to them by phone and they've reported that they're only going out for medical appointments, they're not comfortable in a car with someone due to health issues, they're only using East Bay Paratransit, or more recently, as the cost of heating has gone up, that AIM is not feasible at this time financially. To better understand the AIM participant, I've reached out with two letters to those who are enrolled in the program, as well as phone calls. We've also sent two letters out to the active East Bay Paratransit riders in Alameda. Currently, 34% of the AIM participants are active riders. Our goal is to match the number of the premium taxicab program. Slide. The average participant cost per ride is $4.51. The average program cost per ride is currently $118. This is ranged from $68 to $209 per month. The current high cost per ride for the AIM program is a result of the high operating cost of Eden INR. Staff is currently negotiating for to restructure the price, the fee structure. Eden INR is our vendor of choice. There are two-on-one social service helpline, and it enables them to provide assistance to callers for other resources such as food and healthcare. We recommend to continue the three-year pilot program for AIM and as we renegotiate the operating cost with EDEN INR. Slide. Customer service and outreach is the heart of what I do, building relationships to help seniors and persons with disabilities maintain their independence. As a paratransit coordinator, I've assisted 22 East Bay Paratransit applications as we've returned to in-person services at the Mastic Senior Center. We have an average of 183 transportation contacts per month, and this is an increase of 50%. I've led eight transportation 101 workshops with 65 participants and seven hop on the bus with us travel trainings with 23 participants more recently as amy noted in the beginning i've been translating documents related to the free ac transit bus pass program because 56 percent of our participants are non-english speakers we recommend a slightly lower outreach budget since we do not have to provide materials for the Alameda loop shuttle slide we recommend an increase of $50,000 for the capital program to improve access to and from the bus stops this is a one-time we use reserve funds for capital projects which are a one-time expense we are happy to report that the mastic trips are back up and running and we provide funding for the transportation. They have currently had 4 trips providing 164 round trips. The leisure club is club is also meeting again twice a month and we have provided well, more recently we haven't had a driver, so in October we had a driver and we've now are providing rides again. We support the shuttle maintenance as well as the driver. There is, in the past, has been an annual skilled nursing facility picnic at Crown Memorial Beach that we've provided and subsidized transportation to and from, and we're hoping that that will resume in 2023. We recommend providing the same services once COVID and this pandemic, well, evens out. Slide. Our planning process is an annual survey conducted each year in the fall. This year we had 159 resi- responses, which is an increase of 18%. They were, surveys were available online in the shuttle, not, online at the Mastic Center in the libraries. We had a QR code available for them, and we also use social media to promote them. We are presenting our draft to four commissions and then we'll go to city council for approval before going to the alameda ctc slide this year we have an we had an anticipated fund balance more than usual due to covid which is why we have a larger capital budget this year our fund is our budget is funded by measure bb paratransit and the fund balance we anticipate an and remaining 95,000 which will be allocated for use in future years. There is no impact to the general fund. Slide. Thank you for your time and attention and I'm happy to answer any questions. And I'm done.
0: Uh, Let's see. Sorry, can we do this correctly? Thank you so much. Yes. Um, were there any clarifying questions from the commissioners before we move on to public comment? Commissioner Robbins.
2: All right. Thank you for the presentation. <laughs> hmm. Um, A <clears throat> couple clarifying questions. Um, yes. it, in one of the earlier slides, you said that there were 146 unique users in 4,932 events or, or 490, 4,932 uses. Rides Is this Ride. for the
7: bus pass program? Yeah. Okay. Is is that
2: what it was for the bus pass um,
7: You know what, it's been updated. I included um, for this, for tonight, since we had the December number, I included the December. So it actually is now 199 unique users with over 5,900 rides for December. So the average is over 3,100 per month.
2: All right, so of those 199 unique users, I was wondering, how do you know the percentage of them that are paratransit users? I do not. Okay, not, a, not an issue. I I just was wondering.
7: No, no, that's fair. Um, typically, you don't have as many paratransit users, because right. the whole thing with EastPay paratrans is that you can't take a bus or BART.
2: Okay, okay. Um, yeah, because I think it was just twenty-two paratransit users, um, but still, just the fact that we we have them is fantastic. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, and the last one was capital improvements for bus stops, three hundred and fifty k. Shouldn't like the city or the county or roads be including these improvements? I mean, shouldn't they be just part of bus stops like why? why do we have to pay extra for what I would assume should be something that should be available in in at all of our bus stops anyway, so that was just a question.
7: Um, I can't speak to exactly why the funds, but the particular capital um, improvements that we provide is to make the bus stops and curbs more accessible for folks who are either seniors or in east bay paratransit and have disabilities so it's it's building the it's enhanced yeah it's main for that so and because we have the overage we put it into capital capital programs because it's a one-time
1: expense because we can't count on that and i would add that public works when they're redoing sidewalks and sidewalks are actually different funding than streets, but when they're redoing sidewalks, they are doing um, daylighting and bulb outs and uh, curb enhancements, Um, but they only have so many dollars. So this is really enhancing um, what they're already doing so that more can be done um, because there's a lot of curbs (laughs) <laughs> to address. And so um, not all public works isn't able to fund all of them. And so this is augmenting that to make sure it's happens, especially near the bus stops.
2: Ah, Okay, that that makes sense. Um, I, I just w- was hoping that we shouldn't have to spend the money. But because we do have this surplus, and as you just pointed out, there's just a lot of curves. So now that makes sense. So I guess that would then help my last question of the 438K surplus and this next year uh, budgeting. You think about a 93K surplus. Um, and and 95,000. Yeah, 95,000. So, um, okay, so good. All right, thank you. That were my question. And,
7: and just to reiterate um, with Amy, what Amy said is, we don't want to put that surplus towards program costs because we can't count on it coming through next year. That's why it goes towards the capital because it's a one-time expense. Okay, thank you.
0: How about that, Chair Win, question, clarifying questions.
5: Yeah, uh, I had a clarifying question. Um, Catherine, uh, let me know if if I'm not mistaken, but on this, but did you present to us previously in the fall, like your survey results? I think. Am I correct, or like someone from your team? Do I remember that
7: correctly? I, I don't think I've been here since last year.
5: Okay. Um, the reason why I'm asking is, is because I remember in one of our, our commission meetings there was a presentation, not similar to like very similar to this, I think, um, where I think the water's edge, um there was someone from Water's Edge uh, you get, uh, brought you know that they were concerned that they the shuttle was taken down and, and I know in your presentation you recommend you said that you had reached out to Water's Edge and I was wondering if you can share of any feedback that you received from them since since that like presentation to us in the past and I, I can't remember what commission meeting it was sorry there, there I, was quite- I
7: think it might have been last year because we came to you last year Yep. to for the shuttle elimination right. um water's edge has been everyone seems to be quite happy and i okay. had very i had very little um pushback when i actually had a chance to talk with folks and present them with what other options were available
8: okay. outside
7: the shuttle and to show them that they would actually have more access to transportation and so yeah, my friends at sh- my they're all my friends now at Water's Edge and they call me and we chat and we're first name bases. It's wonderful.
5: Okay, got it. Yeah, because I just remembered there was it's been, a, a it's good. A couple of folks that that joined, I remember um that and then the other thing on the planning process slide that you had, um, let me know if I'm mistaken on this one, but you said that the board and city commissions you'll be presenting before this year in January, but it says January, 2022. That's why it got me a little oh, in my just... I
7: apologize. That's that's my mistake. Okay, it'll be like, 2023, it, it's
5: right? 2023, yeah. <laughs> okay, got it, yeah. So, so small I apologize. Things, small thing, that's no. why I, when I was looking at the, the survey and then re- trying to recall my memory. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much
0: for the presentation. Thank you. Were there any other clarifying questions from commissioners? Vice Chair Alexander, Commissioner Jones? Okay. Uh, I just have one quick question. I'm looking through yes. the, the, um, the actual text and the various recommendations. One of them under five, under group trips uh, for the Mastic Senior Center. It just says, staff recommends providing the same services once COVID travel restrictions are lifted and COVID infection rates decline. And I just wondered, have we passed that? Is there a set rate? I guess, is there some sort of benchmark that's holding us back or is that really not applicable anymore?
7: You know, we haven't taken it off of the table because COVID, there's new variants and because we have a more vulnerable population. So it really does depend on on how COVID is going through our community as to whether or not we will pull back on the trips or we'll have reduced seating again. At this time, we don't, but it's not necessarily a given.
0: Got it, so it's not limiting at the moment, it's just, right. it could be. Okay, thank you, I just wanted to.
7: It was limited earlier, like the first trip we had was limited, but since we've been pretty much full.
0: Okay, great, so. Same services though. All right. Thank you. Uh, Were there any other clarifying questions before I open this up to public comment? No? All right. Were there any comments from the public at this time on item 6B?
6: Uh, Currently, no one is raising their hands.
0: Okay, give it a second. All right, at this time, uh, the request is to approve the City of Alameda Transportation Program Plan as presented. Uh, is there any discussion on this item?
4: No? Okay.
0: Would anyone like to make a motion to approve the plan as presented by Ms. Caldis?
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll make the motion. I, I feel comfortable with now knowing that Catherine spent the time to talk to the Water Edge folks. So, so thank you for, for doing that.
0: Okay. Uh, Was there a second on the motion by Commissioner Nguyen?
4: I'll second the motion.
0: Okay, seconded by Commissioner Jones. Can I get a count, please? On the... uh, So Commissioner Nguyen, uh, aye
1: or nay? nay? Aye. Cool. Thank you. Commissioner Robbins? We didn't quite hear you. Thank you, Commissioner Jones. Aye. And Vice Chair Alexander. Yes. And Chair Navarro.
0: Yes, sorry about that. It passes five ayes. Great, the motion passes. All right, moving on, the next item on tonight's agenda is, sorry, quite a few papers, is item 6C, which is the review and comment on the playground replacement plan. Yes, I'll be presenting that and let me get a slide up. Okay, and just a quick clarification before we move on to this item for those in attendance. uh, There will be clarifying questions from the commissioners. There will be an opportunity for public comment, but that's not a time for clarifying questions and all comments should be on the presentation and item in the agenda.
1: Great. So um, the commission asked me to bring forward our playground replacement program. This is something that we started in 2014, and uh, every year the city council uh, funds playgrounds in the amount of 250,000. And then we have other sources of funding that help support that as well to uh, such at because 250,000, well, it sounds like a lot is is generally not enough to fully replace a playground. Um, So we get other funding sources such as grants from the donations from the Alameda Friends of the Park Foundation. Uh, I've received grants in the past as as well as uh, sometimes such as in the case of the recent replacement of Lincoln Park Playground uh, community fundraising through GoFundMe. Uh, So What you have before you here is the playgrounds that we've completed since this program began. Um, The program is, we have approximately, we started the program, we had 20 playgrounds. We now have more than that, uh, I believe somewhere in the order of 23 to 25. Um, So we wanna be replacing one a year because they generally have a lifespan of about 20 years. Uh, So as you can, I'm not gonna go through all these, but we have replaced Longfellow, Godfrey, Woodstock, Unfortunately, Woodstock, we had to replace twice because we built it in 2017 and then in 2019, it was burned um, uh, past the point of usability by arson. Uh, And so there was a community effort uh, for fundraising there and we got grants and we rebuilt that. So the number for the total cost you have here in front of you, the almost 500,000 is for the, because we did replace that playground twice. And so that's funding for both efforts. Uh, Little John Park, Bayport Park, and then just recently, last year, uh, Lincoln Park in 2021. Bayport was supposed to be in 2020, but the pandemic pushed that construction out. Um, And so let's, and the other thing I wanted to mention is that we also make an effort with each of the playgrounds just to have them be unique and and different, and each one has a distinct um, theme. You know, so Longfellow, for example, is a train theme, and Godfrey Park is a um, is is a natural theme, like a a treehouse, and uh, Woodstock Park is is an ocean theme after the the park uh, mascot, the Woodstock seals. So for each of the parks, we really try and make it fun for the kids and caregivers, and and have a, a different theme. The playground replace we are proposing to replace upcoming um, for this year would be uh, Tillman Park. We call it Tillman Number One because we have two separate and different separate playgrounds in different areas of the park. One is geared towards the under five uh, age children, the the you know kindergarten and preschool children, and the other is for the five to twelve year olds. Um, the five to twelve year old playground will need to be replaced, but uh, is doing well for now. The uh, under five playground really needs replacement. As you can see, it was built in the eighties and is well past its 20 its year lifespan. Because it's smaller, it is um, <clears throat> the cost is under the 250,000 that we have anticipate having budgeted from city council. Um, so what we would do because we're coming up on a two year budget is take the savings, the a uh, hundred and seventy five thousand dollar savings and push it towards Cruzy Park, um, which is a very large playground about the size, uh, if not bigger, actually, than um, uh, Lincoln Park, uh, also older and heavily used because it is also shared and used daily by uh, all of the students at the adjacent Otis Elementary um, for their lunchtime, their recess. Uh, So we would need to we anticipate that's approximately $550,000. We would need to identify identify additional funding um, for that project. Um, And then also upcoming are after that in 2025 is Franklin Park and then Lidecker Park out on Bay Farm Island and then McKinley Park. McKinley, we have an active uh, Tiny Tops program, so we would like to add an under five uh, section of that playground. Um, The other thing I want, well, here's three more, so it takes us further out, but uh, next then we'd be replacing the second phase of Tillman and then Washington Park, uh, which is also a a very large uh, playground, and then Marina Cove. Um, One thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I want your feedback on the proposed order of, playground, of our playground replacements. Make sure that you are comfortable with that. Um, but I also want to talk about safety surfacing. Um, so the two primary types of safety surfacing, one is uh, we call it PIP, poured in place. That's that rubberized, um, kind of soft, usually colorful playground surfacing Um that it, it versus the other kind, which is um, pre-engineered wood fiber. Um, so there's really pros and cons to each. Um, the port in place, it is uh, more accessible for children uh, and caregivers with physical disabilities. Um, it, it has some safety benefits. Both of them are considered safe uh, by playground safety standards, um, but there are huge cost differences. Um, so for example, um, Uh, Woodstock Park, uh, if you're familiar with that park, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a decent, it's, it's a midsize playground um, for Woodstock, the port in place alone, not including the playground components, uh, cost us $115,000, so $115,000 to do that same uh, playground size playground and put in wood fiber is $10,000. So it's a very large upfront cost difference. Um, the wood fiber does need to be refilled each year, um, but it's it's not it's 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 only a, a couple thousand dollars each year uh, at most to refill. Um, and we're finding with the port in place that um, it it does get damaged, and so there's areas that get worn, um, especially under swings and and high impact areas at the bottoms of slides, things like that, or where it gets um uh you know uh, it can get cut and, and it could get damaged and then for safety we need to fix it and those fixes we're finding can can be ten thousand dollars um a, a each and so uh it's just something I want to consider I'm not saying I I want to continue to include port in place in playgrounds and I think um I want to have a conversation with the commission about maybe we're selective on where we have wood fiber. So for example, in the the large um, Lincoln Park project that we just did, we chose not to do port in place because we have uh, some beautiful uh, trees in the middle of the playground and the port in place would have essentially suffocated the trees and so if we wanted to keep the trees, we had to do wood fiber. Um, But that playground overall was um, about $550,000 for, for the under five and the, and the five to 12. And if we had put port in place on that, it would have been probably 250 or more thousand dollars in addition. So it's just something to consider that maybe we look at which playgrounds we want to be um, port in place and which ones we want to be wood fiber. Um, and So that's a conversation I wanted to have with you. Um, So with that, that concludes my report. The only other thing I wanted to mention, because I realized I didn't include it, oops, in the playground, I mean, in the presentation, is um, another brand new playground that will be coming is the second phase of Estuary Park. So it's not part of our playground replacement plan, but um, that will be constructed in 2024. Um, It's funded by a grant, and that will be fully inclusive uh, playground with, uh, the port in place. So that concludes my report and I'm happy to answer any questions and receive any feedback from the commission. All right. Vice
3: Chair Alexander. Thank you, Chair. Um, Director Roach, I want to thank you for bringing this. I know I brought up this agenda item. I think it's um, good for us to look at to see what the future holds. I think it's also good for the community. Um, as I looked at the cost for the next few years, it seems like $250,000 is not enough from the city every year for upkeep and maintenance. So how can we go about asking the city for more money for the maintenance of our old parks? Um, We've talked many times about it's great to have all these new parks, but Alameda is quite unique that has playgrounds within several minutes of anyone's house. And to keep those old playgrounds up, we need to have more funds from the city. How do you suggest we go about doing that? Uh, it's a great point and good question. Um,
1: I, I am intending to ask for more funds this year. It's been this flat $250,000 since 2014. Costs have significantly increased since then. Um, so I do plan to make that request to city council Council this year. Uh, I'm still working through what that recommendation not recommendation, what that request will be. It first uh, goes through the, the finance director and city manager and, and then ultimately goes to city council. Um, process wise, uh, to your question, um, I will be bringing to you next month what my my requests are to city council. Um, it certainly will help to get your feedback then of what you feel are, are appropriate amounts to ask for. Um, And your approval of that budget will then be included in the staff report to city council so they know that you are in support of the request. Um, And you're certainly welcome as a body to, you know, your part of your purpose is to make recommendations to city council. That could be in the manner of uh, a commissioner going to speak at the budget meetings, for example, or the commission writing a letter to city council. Um, So all of those are, options for it, for you as a body.
3: thank you, director. Woolridge. Well, I will certainly support any large increase you want to put in your budget to ask for. And I think as a commission, we can look to those options of going to council or writing letters, because I think we, we need to have more money to keep these parks in safe condition for everyone. And I support your request to look at the PIP services, surfaces, um, I think we probably need to look at each park individually to see where that would be a better choice than the old, the I call it tan bark, but I guess it's wood fiber now is the new name. So I think that's certainly something to look at um, as we look at redoing each individual park. But thanks again for your staff time to do this. I know you have lots of things to do and I, I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you too. Commissioner
0: Robbins,
2: questions um yeah i well and i had a conversation with um director woldridge um within the past month about this the whole idea of the maintenance issue and um in that conversation it echoing what um vice chair alexander said and and i brought this up even at the last commission and at many previous commissions that we need more funding in general for the recreation and park commission and this is part of what that um, funding is needed for. So I do look forward to your um, careful consideration, uh, Director Woldrich, on what these funding costs are, um, because um, I know I would, and I think others would as well, but I would definitely go in front of the commission um, and promote the fact that if we want to provide even just the minimal services that we have currently for the um, citizens of alameda that we need additional funding Um, it's definitely something that we need uh, even just for the maintenance of the current um, parks that we have and the recreation services that we have so I, i do look forward to your consideration on that and hope that we as a commission can come to a consensus. On how we can support uh, moving forward with recommendations to the commission.
0: Questions on the playground replacement plan? Commissioner Wynn.
5: Um, uh, Dr. Wars I just had two, um, clarifying questions. Um, just want to note, like you, for example, little John, you said inclusive playground, inclusive, you're basically saying it's for young kids and adults or like young
1: kids and the older kids. Is that what you mean by inclusive or am I mistaken? I'm and- very glad you asked that question. I'm sorry. I should have clarified. So that's a term in, in industry, fully inclusive. What that means is actually that it's, um, inclusive for children of all physical and developmental uh, abilities so um for example um, older much older playground um thinking was that there, there it, the the playgrounds require, all playgrounds require a minimum of a certain number of ada um uh, compo- components that comply with the ada law Americans with disability act um, and what and then playgrounds moved into, well, let's have more components than that that, that comply with ADA or let's have a separate section that um, serves children with disabilities. And now really the thinking is, no, really the best way to serve all of our children is to create a playground that all children can play together of all abilities. Um, and so that's what the term fully inclusive means. So. Okay so like the
5: things in Little John Park with like where they have a little earphone to like talk to you or like the little driving thing is that like what you're referring to, or the inclusive part of the park?
1: Um, somewhat part of it is that that playground has more ramps so a child who's in a walker or a wheelchair can access all aspects of that playground um, whereas um, really any of our other playgrounds they can only access certain components certain sections of the playground, a really good example of fully inclusive on that playground is there's toward the back of that playground there's the. Um, um, Bayport has one of these too, where you can roll or walk into it and then there's a couple seats and together the group can make it swing back and forth. Um, and and so that's something that children of all abilities can enjoy together. But um, some of the types of swings there are also fully inclusive. So kids of different abilities can swing together, um, things like that. Okay, thank you for
5: clarifying that. And the other question I had, cause I know we we're gonna talk about the, the, the PIP um, and the wood fiber. Um, do you have a sense across like other cities you worked with or just within, um, you know, the Bay Area, what the percentage of PIP to wood fiber and, you know, kind of how they they made their selection around that? Is it going to be very similar to what your recommendations are for, for us? I'm just curious if you can share
1: that. Um, that's a good question. I do not have, I uh, haven't done analysis of all the other cities. There's no um, standard record keeping of different cities and their playgrounds and, and surfacing. Um, so it would be an effort to to gather that data um, in terms of how the decisions are made. Um, I mean, the 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 standard is the, the, the gold standard, so to speak, is the 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 port in place. Um, it simply takes a lot more capital up front as well as as ongoing to uh, maintain it. So um, it really depends on how much funding any given city or jurisdiction puts towards their playgrounds. And um, there are more jurisdictions trying to create fully inclusive playgrounds. um, And I'm seeing jurisdictions do similar to what I'm suggesting, where they're finding a a balance of, of both.
5: Um, yeah, not not to make you do other work. I just was curious if you if you had yeah. all if you had. I that wish question. I did, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank
4: you,
0: Commissioner Jones. Questions?
4: Yes, I just have a quick question about the PIP, the port in place. Um, so the the port in place, um, I'm going to say methodology, if you will, is is instead of wood fiber i'm just trying to get a visual of what that looks like
1: yes so it's um they actually lay it out kind of like concrete where it's this um rubber material they put a sub base under it it's this rubber material that they pour out kind of melted if you think about melted rubber almost and they pour it out and just like concrete they they are kind of making it flat um so uh and the wood fiber is like, as, as Vice Chair Alexander mentioned, kind of the old school tan bark. It's similar to that. The tan bark was made of redwood. This is made of pre-engineered means it's 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 made in a way that kids won't get splinters from it. I have mm-hmm. horrific stories of splinters from tam, redwood tan bark. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the difference of that. Um, uh, it, it, I, I'm trying to figure out how to answer your question, but it really makes it, the important the, the place is... Think of it as is it's it's flat, right, to the adjacent ground, um, and something that you can smoothly, just like asphalt, um, walk or roll across. Versus the versus the wood fiber is just that, all those pieces of wood. So we we keep it up at a level where yes, you can roll across it in a wheelchair. It's just a lot more challenging. Um, it does meet ADA compliance. Um, it's just not as user friendly.
4: I see. Thank you for the clarification.
1: You're welcome.
4: All right. I just have
0: a couple of questions really fast um, on the playground replacement plan. Trying to look up the budget from previous years. Uh, I have two questions. Um, The estimate for replacement of the parks from 2023 on, that does not include board in place, correct? That's correct. Thank you for that
1: clarification. I meant to, to say that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And then this uh, fund, this line item this 250000 which one hopes to increase. Is that limited to playground equipment or is this also funds that could be used for expanding um, other facilities such as, I don't know, like bocce, pickleball, tennis, et cetera? Yeah, this is actually only for playgrounds.
3: Okay. Yes.
1: We use other funds for for other projects like
0: that. Okay. I just want to make sure I was... Yeah, this in particular is segregated for playgrounds. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Were there any other clarifying questions from other commissioners before we move on to public comment? Okay. At this time, if there are any comments regarding agenda item 6B, would you please raise your hand?
2: I thought I saw Charlie do it. Yep, there it goes.
0: All right, Mr. DeWitt, welcome. Can you guys hear me?
8: Yes, we can. Hi, hi, Director Woolbridge and the Commission. Uh, forgive me, this is not about the park. It's regarding the, the tennis courts. And in your last meeting, we talked you had talked about looking into and finding out what uh, the, you know what might happen with regards to talking to the Dean at the College of Alameda, trying to figure out how we might be able to add additional tennis courts to in and around uh, in Alameda, whether it be a new complex, this and that. And I just wanted to ask any of you if we have any update uh, on that and also in 2023, will there be, you know, some budget monies in the in in the budget for um, these kinds of improvements and adding these courts?
0: All right. um All right. Well, that is not a comment related to an agenda item. Um, I would suggest that you reach out to Director Wildridge or attend the next meeting where we discuss the budget. Um, so, right? Were there any further so public comments?
1: To um, that there, any non-agenda um, public
0: comment is at the beginning, we had at the beginning opportunity for that at the beginning of the meeting. Great. Were there further public comments on agenda item 6B, the playground replacement plan?
2: Uh, yes, uh, Lynn Harrington.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I, my my um, comment was on tennis as well um, for, for additional funding. So um, you can <laughs> I, I, you can ignore that. If, if it's not possible to talk about that today, I don't know what the rules are. Yeah, this
0: it's not an item on the agenda at this time. Sorry, hope we were more clear. I'm a tennis player as well. So <laughs> um, all right. Is there any further public comment on the public On the proposed playground replacement?
2: Uh, Charlie DeWitt keeps raising and lowering their hands.
0: Okay. All right. Any public comment regarding the proposed playground replacement?
1: Speaker DeWitt, you're on.
8: I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I forgive me. I do not mean to hijack your guys in this playground. Um, how do we then, um, as the Alameda Tennis Coalition, how do we get on your uh, on the next meeting or the meeting after where we can have a, a real discussion about these things and maybe get some answers um, from the commission? You know, just to give us a little bit more of, like, we're, we are all very, um, we are determined and we are uh, trying to do you know we we're we're happy to work with you guys and anything that we can to uh to try to make this uh, a reality so uh, forgive me for for speaking and and interrupting you guys i just i'm i'm unfamiliar with this so if you could just let me know how how we can best have this addressed that would be wonderful
0: all right uh director wooldridge i defer to you as the best way to get something agendized for discussion sure so our
1: um our next agenda item is items for the next agenda so it's certainly something we could talk about if this commission wants to talk about this so let's 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 wrap this item up for the playgrounds and then we can talk about agenda items okay
0: uh all right at this time is there any discussion regarding the order or the items presented in the playground replacement uh Proposed playground replacement item, commissioners. All right.
3: Vice Chair Alexander. Um, I just wanted to say that I, um, I can approve this plan here that she has with the um, caveat that I know Director Woolworth knows that we would like to have more money and <laughs> to do all these things. I know she could wave her magic wand and get that done, but I have, um. The agenda items here and the parks that to be replaced, I think it's a, a good plan. I just think that we need to have more money in order to make these parks and we do refurbish them done correctly. And so I think we need to ask for more money from the Council in order to get that done. Um,
5: I just had a question. Sorry, because um, then I was just reading the um, the document 6C and the, the recommendation from Director Woolrich was to review and comment. So do we need to approve this? It doesn't sound like we
1: do. You don't need to. You certainly have, can, if you want to memorialize it a bit more, you certainly <laughs> can can make a vote and a motion to uh, approve the plan as presented.
5: Okay, I, I just, I wasn't sure because if we're supposed yeah. to approve it or or, or not. Um, but if we are, I'm happy to to make the the motion, but I do agree with, um, commissioner Alexander to, um, I think, I think director Woodward, you kind of provided us with a possible plan if we wanted to bring this forward. Is that appropriate commentary right now on like, if we wanted to come together to write a letter, we should talk about it during this time. Is that what you think that we, the best practice for right? the comment section for t- right now.
1: Right. Um I think I've gotten some good comments. I'm happy to hear any more about your um especially the the port in place uh or you know if there's any um thoughts on different order to what what I've proposed of of replacing the playgrounds in terms of the funding aspect. Um I think um I'd like to I'd like to give you the totality of um of, of the recreation and parks budget and requests. Um, and also what I can do is give you some high, really high level just so you have a sense of the city wide. Um, and I think, so I think funding discussions, um, I think they'll be better informed with what to have it next month. But um, I appreciate
0: the, I appreciate the sentiment. Okay. Um, I have a quick, if there any other commissioner comments or uh I see that you're seeking input and comments. When you present each of these playgrounds for replacement, will you discuss why? I, I see like, for example, Crucy Park it was built in 1997. I've been there, I mean, many times. It seems fine to me. <laughs> so I guess, what is it that staff seeing that we're not that would, I guess, i don't want to derail it say like no it's fine put it last but i guess our when you present it for replacement will you is there some sort of criteria that brings it forward more than age like use sure
1: um and cruising in particular we're going to be taking a look at like there's components um like the big sea dragon that probably can stay and things like that um um things that we look at are really the maintenance aspect. So sometimes playgrounds get old enough that actually we can't get parts for them anymore and we can't get replacement parts. There's aspects to cruisy. If you really look closely, um, you know, where you, we start to see cracks and things like that. So when we're recommending it, I, I'm just showing you the age, but we don't say, Oh, it's 20 years. Let's replace a playground. We um, really are looking at that. Um, at at the maintenance, at the the maintenance of it. Um, And and I'll share that. So like, for example, Cruzy and Lincoln are similar sizes, and originally we were going to replace Cruzy first, but we took a deeper dive in looking at which one, from a maintenance perspective, really um, was having more wear and tear and needed the replacement, and, and so we flipped it and chose to do Lincoln first. Of course, the tree also then accelerated that, but we had already made that just tree falling on the playground, but we had already made that decision. Um, so we, that's what we we look at when we're recommending um, the other th- component I'll mention that we look at when we're recommending for replacing is, is equity across the island to make sure that we are um, replacing uh, and putting money into Playgrounds in in um, more disadvantaged communities, uh, so that they're really getting the benefit of that, and, and places where there's more kids living in apartments and and may not have yards, um, such as a lot of the homes around a, a place a park like Franklin, where a lot of the homes there have yards, for example.
0: Right. Thank you. Were there any other comments? Uh, did anyone have a motion that they wanted to make to approve the plan or? suggest that staff continue to pursue this current plan anyone all right
3: vice chair alexander yes i'll make a motion that staff continue to pursue this plan and that we will um look at whether to use pip or um the wood um, fiber as it comes up for each park and that we will um, look forward to seeing the budget next month from Director Woolridge.
0: Okay. Do I have a second to Vice Chair Alexander's motion? I second that. All right. A second by Commissioner Nguyen. Uh Any discussion before we vote? All right. Can I get a roll call vote, please? Yes. Uh,
4: Commissioner Wynn. Yes.
2: Yes. Commissioner
3: Jones. Yes. Vice Chair Alexander. Yes. Chair
0: Navarro. Yes. Okay. The motion passes. All right. Uh, the next item is agenda item seven, which is presentation of items for the next agenda. Uh, the next meeting will be held on Thursday, February 9th. Um, director woldridge did you have any set agenda items for that meeting i do that's actually going to be a big meeting
1: for us so get your popcorn um one is we will have uh danielle Mueller, who is our sustainability manager will be presenting on the climate action and resiliency plan and report and 2023 work plan um <clears throat> we also will have a presentation on the draft concept for the clement tilden transportation project. And the reason you'll be hearing that is because that's where we have discussed locating a dog park on the east end. Um, I'm happy to report, it looks like we have more space to, for a dog park than we originally anticipated. So I'm excited to bring that to you. Um, and then, as I mentioned, I'll also be bringing the budget, um, and what I'll do is, uh, present to you my uh requests to the city manager and city council um and then get your feedback on that uh and and, and, and approval uh, and a motion on that for um your recommendations so i and then i guess because i know we have people in the audience i'll just add as well um so Given a very full agenda for next month, um, certainly we can talk about the tennis courts, additional additional tennis courts, such as was discussed last month as a possibility of, excuse <clears> me, <throat> working with the College of Alameda. Um, we could talk about it in the framework of the budget. We can also bring it back as a separate agenda item if the commission wishes, um, you know, in, in, in March or April. Um, I, I would need to do more work on that um, in regards to better, doing more analysis on the fees, of the, on the costs of, uh, because there are quite a few courts there, which is a benefit, but they also are in extremely poor shape. So um, I would need to bring to you the costs for renovating those as well as ongoing maintenance, because that would be bringing a whole other
0: facility uh, under our purview for maintenance. Um, Amy, I have a quick question. Is it possible to put on the agenda just a discussion item for expansion of tennis courts in Alameda for the March 9th meeting, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: whether it's College of Alameda or existing ARPD facilities? Sure. Okay. I would like to see that. So keeping it more broad? Yeah, I don't want to limit it to College of Alameda. I'd like to see what we can do in terms of just facilities overall in Alameda. Sure, Um, and I certainly can meet with the Alameda
1: Tennis Coalition for for their ideas. I welcome any commissioner's ideas. What would help me is if there's ideas percolating out there that I'm not aware of, that folks come and talk to me in advance um, sooner rather than later so that I can do any due diligence um, because so that we can have, again, a more
0: informed discussion. Vice Chair Alexander?
3: um Chair Navarro, I was wondering if it would be art right with you. if we're going to talk about more tennis courts, I think we should include the option of where we could put more pickleball courts that comes up all the time too. Um, would you mind if we added that into discussion in March also?
0: Yeah, I don't mind. I just don't want I don't want it to be uh you know a versus B exactly <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay uh. I, I will mention, too, that we're
1: I'm sorry, we are adding in the in 2024 with the new second phase of Estuary Park, four more uh, pickleball courts um, and we're we are we plan to stub it out for lighting, if, if not actually include lighting, depending on the budget. All right. All right.
3: We get a lot of comments about, you know, questions about can we have more pickleball courts, too. So if we're talking about more tennis courts, I think we should also include in that discussion about more pickleball courts. If it needs to be two separate items, then we can do that in a different month. But I wanted them kind of to be put in the same discussion. Uh,
0: Vice Chair, uh, Commissioner Robbins.
2: Um, I'm not sure how fresh it is in everybody's mind, but um, uh, Director Woldridge brought to us Within the last six months, the study on the tennis court parks, tennis court feasibility. I think uh, where you you know talked about the tennis courts by the O Club, the tennis courts out by um, uh, the bay, uh, all the different places in which we could potentially put new tennis courts. We also discussed um, resurfacing the nine tennis courts. At the College of Alameda and um, the prohibitive costs associated with doing that. Um, so I I mean we, we did a study, and, and I think you're the the Recreation and Park Commission did a fantastic job of researching that subject. What was that six months ago or or was that, that over a year ago? That was the framework pickable.
1: Um uh, we we've talked about College of Alameda not as an agenda item, but kind of here and there it's come up in conversations. Um, um, but the Oak Club site and the Hornet Field near Hornet Field um, those were in the framework of trying to identify pickleball courts.
2: All right, you know what? I'm sorry that that was a private meeting you and I had with um, uh, another individual uh, about the College of Alameda and. Right. And, and those. Okay, so yeah, that was a, a, a different um, conversation because I, I know that we, we, you and I have had these discussions. Um, so yeah, I, I um, look forward to the the conversation um, and and bringing in the coalition on this um, so that we can uh, further look at this subject. Commissioner we sure Wynn.
0: Um.
5: So, Director Ward, if we're not going to review this, you know, tennis or like pickleball courts next month, and perhaps looking into March, if we're looking at the budget in next month, this means that pickleball courts, like any anything else, or tennis courts will not be in the budget for this year once we approve or to have that discussion in February. Is that a correct understanding of uh, where we are, and what would what would happen
1: if we move this in March, which that is a correct assumption, and I mean we can always go back. To, I can always take something back on a, as a as a, as a standalone agenda item to City Council. When it comes to funding, it's not preferred. It's preferred to do it through the budget process. Um, I, I will also just. I, I'm a proponent. I'm a fan of and proponent of tennis courts, and part of the reason that I brought you in December the park project prioritization plan, it's a mouthful, to say um, was to get your feedback at the time of how you want me and my staff to spend our time, because there's a lot of competing interests out there and everybody, every interest has its constituents, constituency of people interested. You've already named tennis and pickleball. We've talked about dog park. I have folks wanting new futsal courts um roller skating rinks i mean you name it we have people interested in it um there's the ensignal campground there's a group interested in that um so so i'm saying all of this because all of these things take time and so you saw the very extensive list of existing projects that we have on our plate so i'm more than happy to bring um and have that discussion about tennis courts um But I think it's okay to have it in March because this is a longer process. This isn't something that will happen and suddenly we'll be able to get money and within the next few months have tennis courts resurfaced and and ready to play it at a location. Um, So it it is a process and it takes staff time to do it. So if the commission directs us and and me to to focus on uh, tennis courts, then we're gonna to need to look at the list again because that's a major project and something else will need to come off that list. Thank
5: you for sharing, I figured that much, but I wanted to let those who are obviously in the audience know kind of where we would stand if we move this into March and then what, what that process would look like. And I completely understand that your team needs time um, to kind of do this analysis and February is, is not a probably a reasonable time frame. So, so thank you for sharing.
1: That's a good question, thank
0: you. Are there any other items for the next or the next agenda in February? Anyone? All right. Um, Yeah. If we could maybe pencil in in March a discussion about tennis courts and revisit it at February's meeting, where we discuss the actual items to be agendized. um, Once we've got a better sense of the budget, we'll do. All right. Uh, All right. At that point I guess I'm going to go ahead and call the meeting to adjournment at 8:46 p.m.
4: Have a good Thank evening. Good, good night. Good night. Have a good night everyone.